What's up? What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Troy Weeks Music, and you're tuning in now to Verse TV. Please make sure you like, comment, and what? Subscribe. When? Right now. Right now. Good evening, everybody. It's your boy, Rocky, the Chicago author, and you now tuned into All the Tea on Verse TV. Today, I'm in interviewing one of my favorite people on the show, Mr. Troy Easy, what I call him, but y'all may call him Troy Weeks Music. Hey, That's say right. hi to everybody. What's good, y'all? Y'all already know what it is. It's time for my what? One-on-one with the boy. You feel me? Troy Weeks Music, keeping it real hot and fresh and real funky with you guys right now because I'm ready for it. So let's get to it. All right, Troy. All right, Troy Easy. So for our audience who may not yet know, where are you from? So ladies and gentlemen, you don't know where the kid is from, you will be watching the Verse TV, because I'll tell you that. <laughs> but I'm from Harlem, New York, born and raised Harlem, New York. I'm black and Puerto Rican, okay? My mom is black, my dad's Puerto Rican invasion, so period, represent. You see the locks? Got a little accent sometimes, country or a little, you know, Caribbean accent sometimes, you know? but. You know, that's where we speak. I'm from Harlem. I'm born and raised most of my life. But yeah, you see me doing the Harlem shake up here. Breathe, stretch. Hey. You better get ready for it because the Harlem sauce is coming out in a minute. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Let me quit playing. So, um, what do you love most about your origin story? Oh, that's a good one. So, you know, shout out to my new single, Harlem Salsa. Um, I'm black and Puerto Rican from Harlem, like I told you before. And so for me, being in two different cultures, it allowed me to, you know, see things differently. I, I got love differently. Like my, my black family had a different kind of love, and my Spanish family had a different kind of love. So I was able to experience life differently. Because of that, I wrote a song. I'm not singing actually. It's a whole like dance, like cha cha slide type of thing going down. Called okay. Salsa. Being black and Puerto Rican Harlem, put this whole dance together. I got a little uh, TikTok video that goes along with it. I'm putting out it's like a challenge video. I'm gonna put out with it. So get ready for that. Be ready to do the Harlem Salsa. I want to see the videos. I want to see the live. Get ready. Okay, okay, okay. Look, once you got it out, I'm going to let Chicago know that, hey, y'all need to tune in. Okay? We need you to be in Chicago, too. So, I'm going to come visit you one day in Chicago. Don't worry. Hey, I'm just, I'm just, we just need, we need, we need your presence here. Uh, That's true. <laughs> so first, you are an amazing vocalist. Y'all, y'all, look, y'all need to go check out his lives. Cause the boy that made me cry over here, his lives over here be preaching and singing. Okay, okay, he be singing. He a great vocalist, and he be singing live too. Okay, uh, let's get it started with the music side of the huge list of credits. Okay, how long have you been singing? So I've been singing since I was three and I've been performing since I was 14. So music has really been a part of my life since I was born. Uh, yeah, music has been a part of me since I've known. And then once I started performing at 14, I was over stage fright. Baby, you couldn't get me to shut up. I was singing everywhere I could. <laughs> I even had a high school group back in high school. A lot of people know that. Hey, he um, and I have a song that I have now on my SoundCloud called Body Saying, oh, if you guys check that out, that was a song I wrote for the group back in high school. And it's actually, you can view it right now on my SoundCloud. Um, it's actually probably going to be on my new project, too, just to bring. It's like some old school, real old school R&B, like acapella group type shit. So if you guys go and check it out, 
um, Bobby saying, oh, my SoundCloud. You can see. Um, music has always been a part of my life. Come on, you better put that. You put a big bang in there. Hey, big bang. All right. <laughs> what made you decide to classify your music as soul and B? Ooh, that's a good question. So for those out there in TV land, YouTube land, Instagram land, Facebook land, Twitter land, in uh, Snapchat land, and TikTok land, all those other lands out there, <laughs> I created and originated Soul and B. So let me tell you what it is. I sing R&B, neo soul, and gospel music, right? So I come up in the church, singing in church, the Save That 13, right? But I always loved R&B, neo soul music because for me, the feeling and emotion of what it did was the same feeling that I got from, you know, being in church. I felt like that connection. Um, and so for me, uh, but I realized it took me 28 years to find my own sound, but I finally found it. Um, and I felt like because it was, I didn't fit in the one box alone. I was like, I don't, I wasn't comfortable standing my RB singer. I wasn't comfortable standing my gospel singer because most of my family was like, you should do gospel music. That's it. You know, you're such a great gospel singer. I'm like, I can't. And I understand. And I'll sing it. I'm, I've been a minister of music, been a uh, praise and worship leader, still do, you know, still do that outside of Corona. Hopefully we can get back to it. Um, but yeah. for me, it's always been a part of who I am, but I realized I didn't fit in any of those boxes. So I created Soul and B. And so Soul and B, you know, it's a mixture of all three sounds. I would sometimes you hear me sing, I won't say Jesus, Lord, Christ, or anything spiritual, but you'll feel the presence of God. It's just, for me, it's all about the movement. It's not just the sound of, sound of music, it's also a movement. You know, it's, it's, so, it's, so, it's, it's so great that even, see, God is so great that even identical twins aren't identical. People are like, how can you say that? And I'm a twin, and we're not identical. I'm a twin sister, we're fraternal. But guys, so great that even identical twins are identical when you think about it, because if one of them goes out and shoots somebody, the one that's going to jail is the one whose fingerprints are on the gun. So if God can make identical twins and identical, it makes you think you're not special unique to who you are as a person. From the crown of your head to the soul of your feet, you are specially uniquely made. There's not one person on this earth that is made like you. So if, 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 if that's the case, you just need to understand another that nobody, the only person stopping you is you, and you can do it. So I try to put that in the music with soul of me. See, he always be saying some stuff that be motivating me. And like, look, now I got to get out of my feelings and do what I need to do, okay? Because he, <laughs> do, he does what he's destined to do, okay? Come on. Um, okay. So do you write your, uh, like, do you do you produce your own melodies? Um, yes. So when it comes to my music, especially when it comes to original music, I write my own music. I do co-write with other people depending on what the song <laughs> is. But a lot of times I vocal produce and I, I write my own music and some of the songs, because I write two different ways. I write either with the melodies in mind and it comes to me, it's like I write it and like, look, the music I've made about this melody right here. Or mm -hmm. I can hear different beats mm. that I put up in front of me and I can write from that too. So it depends on the vibe, it depends on where I'm going with it. But yes, most of the music I write is, most of the music you hear me singing, if it ever comes a song, is by me, I wrote myself. Okay, okay, come on. Maybe you can write some music for me. One day. You never know, friend. We out here. Look, I'm, I'm about making hits. Okay. Give hey, look. I need some hit makers. I need some hit makers up in here. Maybe a collab one day. <laughs> Maybe a collab. Keep it up. You gonna about to speak things not as though they are. Come on, the collab can come. Come on, we gonna speak that in existence. We gonna do a collab one day. Look, one day y'all gonna see a collab. Okay. Hello. Rock and music. Oh yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you have your own band, G Groove. Spelled mm -hmm. J I Groove. Mm -hmm. Okay. Where did you get the name? Okay, good question. So people, a lot of people might not know this. So G is a person. <laughs> he is actually my drummer in my band. 
Um, he mm. and I created this band together. So a little backstory about how this whole all happened. I had a one-time performance at Harlem Nights with a live band, and I did not have a live band at the time. I reached out to G. I was a minister of music at a church, and G played drums. And I said, hey, mm. brother, I got a one-night performance. I need a live band. I don't know any musicians. Could you help me? He was like, all right, but my friends are from, from, you know, Berkeley College of Music, you know, they're all, you know, established, you know. I'm like, well, listen, all I can give is X, Y, and Z. So I'm going to be there, show up. Let's make it happen. Let's do this. So they gave me the opportunity, not only the venue, but the band. They came. We did the one-time performance. And it ended mm-hmm. up being an eight-month residency at Harlem Nights. And from there, we've been, you know, residency at Savannah Shrine and Pianos. So two and a half years in, our first performance led us to an eight-month residency. So... That's what Jigu started. It started in my bedroom, in my apartment. Like, hey, hey, friend, um, I need help. I need a performance, and I don't have a band. And he said yes. They said yes. <coughs> Boom, Jigu was back. We out. We now walking God's favor. We took the video out. The song out is available on digital media platforms. Check the video out on YouTube. Our uh, first single that we actually released, uh, fully released, is Walking God's Favor. Or just go to YouTube and type in what J I Groove, and you'll see mm-hmm. some of our live performances of some of the things that we've done recently. Okay, 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 come on. Come check it out, y'all, go check them out. So, we all know that a band is about unity, okay? It's about playing as a team, okay? So what is the uniting goal for your band? The uniting goal, I'm gonna say from my point, uh, hopefully I can speak with you group on this, uh, <laughs> is that we want to ultimately be able to, you know, take the talents and gifts that we have as a unit and make change in the world with our music. Um, a lot of the times when we, we don't even rehearse anymore, sort of, you know what I'm saying? Like it's literally, it's such a tight knit group and a team that we can go do a performance and not have to rehearse. It's that good. Like, and so when you get to that point where you could just create, like some songs we even created on the spot in front of a live audience, like it's that good, like create a whole song right in front of the audience. And so, those are moments that are priceless. Like, you know, you can't, those are things that, you know, a lot of people can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Little Wayne went to the studio and started, you know, freestyling and think, got everybody thinking that they don't have to write music now. They can just go mm-hmm. in a freestyle, but baby, that's Little Wayne, friend. That's not everybody. <laughs> um, us need to get to a certain quiet level where we could do that. We wanted to go in the studio and think we Lil Wayne and do that. So, you know, I think it's important that we still write our music down and capture those moments. Um, Cause everybody ain't Lil Wayne and everybody ain't Jay-Z. I think Jay-Z said it first and Lil Wayne said it. Whoever. Hey. Write your ideas hey. down. Cause you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you don't create that. It takes time and a certain essence to be able to do that. Even if you put time in, you might still be able to do that. So you know, don't don't stop writing, friend. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So what is the most important thing to remember when creating a new music project? When creating a new music project, the most important thing to remember is to be true to yourself as an artist. It's your experience, your life, your words, your story. Have it happened to you and suppress that the best way you can. Because to me, when you get into it that way, you're honest and true to yourself, you make amazing music. You create amazing moments, excuse me. And the reason why I can say that is because I used to get jealous when I had performances and people, you guys are watching me and you're enjoying the performance, but I don't get to enjoy it. I don't get to sit and watch because I'm the one doing it. And I would get jealous a lot. And the spirit and the Lord spoke to me and said, look, as long as you're honest and true to who you are in that moment, in that time, you're going to get that same experience as they're getting. And I realized from that moment on, I just go in. I just tap it, tap, tap in. And that's yeah, it. And when I'm there, I do it. And I do it. And that's that. And um, it's, it definitely 
an enjoyable experience. So yeah. Okay. So look, y'all. Y'all all I, I haven't really said this much, but Troy is the person that Troy be teaching me how to host a show. I just be listening to him how he hosts, okay? So look, good podcast. <laughs> good radio hosting, because he is a good radio host. And maybe it's just his delivery. Maybe because he got this Harlem vibe and you know the Harlem <laughs> shake and all that. You know, you know I'm doing you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying, son, son. I'm just playing. Feel me? Uh, <laughs> A good uh, and and good daddy, okay. I, I I don't know if that's a good word. Good, being a good daddy, okay. You do all of this, okay. You are so professional. Where ha, where did you find this craft craft of yours? Well, music has always been a part of my life, first and foremost. And I've always performed. I always did music acting as a kid. I was in all the school shows. Uh, if there was a show and I could audition to be in it, I did the best I can to be in it. So um, that's where that started. And then once I got on stage for it at 14, I was like, baby, we're here. We've arrived. Let's go. What, what's the next show? <laughs> what's the next performance? What are we doing? Um, but that's when I really got out of the stage right when I really found God. And it was the comfortability of just being free in worship and being able to just uh, move in that and being comfortable enough. Because once I got saved, everything was God. Everything was gospel. Everything was holy, holy, holy. But then I started living life, you know, and, and, you know, experiencing life as a teenager and, you know, the reality of being a teenager. And then that's when I started writing music. And I was like, oh, I can write music. You saw these sentences just making sense. You know what I'm saying? Okay, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And so when I started writing music and then uh, back in high school, I started, I started recording professionally back in high school. Um, and once I started recording professionally, I, I just kept up with the music. But there was a long time when I didn't do music or any of these things. When I left high school, um, I didn't want to go to college right away, so I, I went to hair school. Um, mm. And so, dang, that was my key, sort of. I'll come back to that. Ah, oh, I gave it away. <laughs> but I did some different things. And so, for me, it's like, I think it's important that, you know, I just followed my dreams and I wasn't ready to go to college. And so then, boom, I said, you know what? If I wasn't doing anything major with music or acting by, 20, by 24, I'm going to go to college. And so, 24 mm-hmm. came and I wasn't really doing any major things. So I was like, boom, I'm going to go to college. But in college, I started building these network of connections and meeting all these people. And I was like, okay. So I started, I did my first open mic, my first talent show, like as an adult again. And that was it. I was like, wow, I can really do this. People really enjoy it. And then, boom, I go away to Australia. When I come back, I became an MC. And I was like, MC? Like, I didn't plan on being an MC, but one night they had karaoke. I've been going to karaoke consistently, consistently going. And one night, the girl who hosted show up, and I was like, look, DJ, friend, I ain't never did this before, but I want to do it. Give me a chance. And he was like, all right, well, I don't know if I can pay you that much money, but, you know, I'll give you a try. And so he gave me a try. Uh, I was to bring him up and talk about him. A shout out to JWEJ, what's the entertainment? Um, DJ Trackstar gave me a try, and here we are seven years later, and I'm still working with them. We're still doing gigs together, weddings, proms, mitzvahs. We were known for karaoke. That was our thing. Like, once I got in with them, it was there. We had residencies like a club, like karaoke <laughs> turning out. So I started doing MC and hosting them. Once I did that, I opened the door with, I did a podcast. I got, I applied for a podcast and got in. And then after a couple of months, I was like, you want to do your own podcast? Everybody I was like, yes, please. Did my own podcast, and then from that, I did ended up doing um, getting a I signed up for a radio show and got cast in the radio show. I was like, okay. So I did the radio show. Shout out to Real Hot Fresh. 
um, Flower Media started doing that two and a half years and now Malik Cole's on that show, on a radio show. So it's like, you know, going from there to like having my own radio show. So at one point I was doing my own radio show and doing that radio show. So I was like, how, how do I do all this? Like I'm doing a lot, like how do I manage? And so I realized like, you know, I would rather be on platforms like this that were a little bit bigger than mine, that were opening up more doors and allowing more people to be involved and I have to stress myself out and do one show on my own. So that's why I ended up, yeah, I ended up applying for a homeless talk show and band. Now I do talk shows too. So uh, that's how I do all these things. One of the best additions too, look, I'm just, I'm the new person around here, but I'm like, Troy, <laughs> for me, it's, it's, it's <laughs> for me. <laughs> Look, so look, what about you? So you already said what about you into broadcasting, okay? Mm-hmm. So give us a few sentences of all the tea on your radio hosting. Okay, well, I guess like, again, I have to start with, with podcasting. Being being a podcaster opened the door to doing radio. Once I did radio, I started doing red carpet events, uh, fashion week, started interviewing all these celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um uh, on top of that, the connections I was making as a radio show host as well, when people see you and associate you with things like that, they, they begin to know who you are in the streets. So the radio show, being a radio host, opened up a lot of doors for me, put me out in front of a lot of people. And everybody wants to be on the radio show. And then having your own radio show, it's like you put people on the radio. So my main goal was with the radio show was to put people, give people an opportunity to be on the radio, one, and two, give them a chance to promote themselves and you know, try out being a radio show host on, on a, and get an interview. You know what I'm saying? And so, look at me. You know, I'm, I'm not the, I'm not a, a 107.5, 107.9, But for me, I want to be able to give those opportunities to people because I feel like, you know, there's a lot of doors that people get closed in their face. Why not? Why not be an open door? And even though I'm going to come up and doing what I'm doing, I still want to put other people on. Me and G Group, mm-hmm. we always do open mics and I open the floor up to any singers, rappers, poets that want to get on board and do stuff. But people just get intimidated. They hear me sing and they're like, oh, I'll just sit out here. And I'm like, friend, if somebody opens the floor to you, they, if someone's offering you to sing, speak, talk, if that's what you do and they're not charging you any money, get yourself on up there and do it. I just want to say that. Period. <laughs> Period. So, um, Troy, at Verse TV, we are at week 90. Can you believe it? Week 90. Yes, look, <laughs> look, y'all, y'all started it before me. You know what I mean? I haven't been there for 90 shows, but you have. <laughs> um, and you are one of the core hosts. Aaron Max said he truly appreciates your dedication. Okay. He, he definitely saying how much he appreciates your props, okay? What is your uh, favorite part of your work with our Verse TV social media millennial collective? Listen here, I, 90 weeks of, you know, I've maybe missed like maybe two or three weeks in the whole 90 weeks, but being a part of it has been so inspiring, inspiring and so motivating to hear, uh, the way that people react and respond to being a part of it or, you know, people's comments, uh, things like that, to know that we've been consistently doing this for 90 weeks. You know, a lot mm. of shows haven't been that consistent. So uh, I would say people might not know who we are, what we're doing, you know, you know, but we're upgrading and we're doing a lot of different things and, you know, we're continuing to grow. And through the the, 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 the breaks and all that other stuff, we've never stopped. 
So, you know, shout out to the Rush TV. Eh. <laughs> Period. No, it's playing. Going forward, what do you hope to accomplish accomplish through your involvement with Verse TV? Hopefully, we build bigger platform into the LGBT community because this is one of the first LGBTQ uh, platforms that I've actually been a part of. Um, you know, I'm not really big in the LGBTQ scene because most of the things I do is just mainstream. It's just you know, regular life shit. So it's been different, mm-hmm. but you know. I feel like it was important to be a part of my community. Um, and so I hope that we can continue to be that and even more and grow bigger and bigger and uh, be a big staple in the, in the LGBT community with, you know, Verse TV. Okay, okay, okay. With all of that, you still find it find time to be a good dad to your baby girl, Genesis. That's a pretty name. Mm-hmm. Come on, Genesis. If you could <laughs> give your your baby, I'm sorry, if you could give some encouragement to new or young fathers out there who may be having difficulty with dad life, what would you say? I would say first and foremost to always look at yourself first because it's so easy to blame and point fingers and say this, this, and that, that person, this, this, that, and blame other people. But take responsibility for yourself first and look at yourself and realize where you may be dropping the ball or where you could be better. Because it's easy to, you know, like I said, point other directions and say, this is the matter, this is the reason why I can't. But understanding that the only person stopping you is you. And that if you focus and be, you know, on what you're doing, you can be the best dad you can be. You know, some of us never know how to be fathers. You know, so it just happens, right? Life. Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. once it happens, it's more than what is required. You got to be able to really just take it by the horns and make it move. Um, and I just think that, you know, shout out to those dads out there that really are part of their kids' life. And making change in the kids life because a lot of dads don't want to be a part of the kids life so um i think it's so dope when the da- dad is there and he's really you know doing the best he can um to be a part of this kids life so shout out to those dads out there and if you need any advice i want to talk about it hit me up i'm real i'm really interested in talking more to people about it you know being a part of stuff that's what you, if you have any questions out there about you know being a dad and you know parenting and you know i mean I, all i know is from experience and from myself i can give you something i don't know but i'll do the best i can you know Okay, okay, okay. I like that. I like that. Okay. So you are openly pansexual. We need more people like you living your truth. <laughs> Definitely, <yeah. laughs> How do you handle people's response to your truth? Um, for me, that's their own basis. Um, my truth is my truth and I live it in every Mind day. Me. And for me, for me, I mean to me it's your business. If you don't like it or you don't agree with something then that's on you. For me, it's more about understanding myself and I'm comfortable with who I am now. It took me a lot to get to a point where I could be comfortable enough to be like, yes, I am pansexual and this is who I am. Um, what started it all was I was on a podcast. I told you guys that before. And being a part of the podcast, not only was I part of the podcast, also on top of being a part of the podcast, I was, I was cast for a reality show that was being shot um, called The Brotherhood NYC. And I was coming out on the, on, the, on the reality show as well as on the podcast. And um, it's on my, ooh, it's on my Facebook. If you guys go to my Facebook, you got to scroll through. I don't know how to figure it out, but I don't delete stuff. It's there. But I actually went live on my Facebook in that same time as well. So there's an episode on my uh, podcast, um, Keeping It Funky with Troy Music. I don't know. what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out. <laughs> I'm going to find out because I should know this. Um, but there's an episode on my podcast of that that explains that 
same thing with footage. It's on it's on Facebook, so I need to find it, maybe be sure it, you know, save it somewhere so people can find it. Um, but yes, I decided to be the face of pansexuality, and for me, it was more important because I felt like because I was open with who I am, and my daughter's mom was open with who she was as a person. She, you know, was comfortable enough to be in a relationship with me, you know, and because she was in a relationship with me. Hey, you know, mm-hmm. we had a daughter, a beautiful, a beautiful, amazing daughter. So, you know, unfortunately, we no longer together, but we were great co-parents, you know. And so for me, it's like. You know, if she wouldn't have been open-minded, that wouldn't happen. So I feel like there's a lot of men out here who may be pansexual, bisexual, one of these sexuals that involve them being with men and a woman in some way. And they might be a great boyfriend, great father, great fiance, great husband, all these amazing things. But a lot of women are open to, open-minded enough to be with a man who's been with another man. And so I feel like it's important that, you know, we just open people's minds up. So, yeah. If I got to be the poster boy, I'll be that. Okay. <laughs> How do you inform your potential romantic connection when dating? How do you inform oh. people that you are pansexual? Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Okay, cool. So when it comes to being pansexual, for me, it's more like I'm very open about it in general. So if, if I'm talking to who am I talking about, if it's a man or a woman, if we go on a date. So if we go on a date, I'm going to say, hey, you know, at some point on that first date, you know, I'm not sure if you know or, you know, just so you know, you know, I'm, I'm openly pansexual. Because my thing is, I don't want to waste people's time or mislead people or, you know, like I told you before in the show, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. I want to give people the benefit of the doubt to understand and know who I am. But first and foremost, if you know who I am, you've been on my social media. So you know for a fact that I'm pansexual. Like, it shouldn't be a surprise. That shouldn't be you know, but for those of you who don't know who I haven't spoken with, and you know, we don't talk about that, I definitely just dis- dis- disclose that information on the first date because I feel like it's important for you to know who I am. I don't want to go on the second date if you don't understand my pet, me being pansexual, if you don't know that I'm a parent, because there's mm-hmm. no need to keep it going if you don't, you're not on the same page by then. Mm-hmm. Like the first meet and greet, hey, how we doing? Me and you, oh, it's going good. We starting to like each other, okay. So, you know, this is what's going on in my life, you know, you know, just put it out there because I feel like, you know, giving people a chance to. I always want to give people a chance to benefit of the doubt. That's how I feel. I give you what I want. Give me the benefit of the doubt. If you're crazy and things ain't right, <laughs> just let me know that. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little crazy too. I might be down with it. But um, don't <laughs> not tell me. Because then if you come out of a bag on me, guess what I'm going to do? Leave you right where you stand. Okay? Because I don't play those games. <laughs> so what is the hardest part of your work? Oh. The hardest part is being able to do it all. <laughs> yeah, I do so much. Um, and being able to prioritize and understand, like, what do I need to get done? Like, this has to get done. You know, so over the years, being able to progress to balance, you know, because I do so much stuff. And, like, I prayed a couple years ago. I wasn't busy doing what I love to do. And now I'm busy doing what I love to do. So I'm like, okay, you know, prayer is a new answer. You know, God is real, right? But it's just like, okay, well, how do I process all this and how do I handle it? And so it's really learning how to prioritize what needs to get done and what's going, what's happening, and make sure there's a priority. And learning to say no, mm. <laughs> I used to say yes mm-hmm. to a lot of things, and I had to really prioritize and say no, you know, when I really couldn't do it. I, I would not, not so I can, because my name is everything, you know. For me, my name I built for years, and it took me some time to get here. And so for me, I don't want to make dirt on my name or that craziness. So I always be a man of my word. If I'm not, I made a mistake. I apologize. You know what I'm saying? Just be a man of your word. If you don't have money in this world, all you have is your word. So I need to be able to trust what you're saying. Because if I can't trust your word, you can't even be my friend. True, true. 
So what is the most enjoyable part of your work? The most enjoyable part is the rewards I get from being able to inspire and motivate people. Mm-hmm. By the funny videos, by the singing videos, by the giving mm-hmm. God praise videos, by, you know, just being myself, being the being on this earth like I created me to be. Um, I get to, you know, give that kind of change in people's lives through just being myself. And I feel like for me, the response and what I get back from people and how, how it impacts people's lives and how people are motivated. For me, when somebody says, hey, friend, back to me, that's it. That's enough for me right there. Like, I, I, you know, put myself out there and, you know, one day I had this friend idea and next thing, you know, bam, you know, like, you know, and, you know, I know the word friend, best friend, all these different friends move around, but the way I say it and the way I spell it, it's just me. And so once I started doing that, people started like, hey, what's up, friend? It's Monday. They started singing my songs back to me and shit. I was like, oh, all right. Let's make a change in the world. When people just will stop you randomly, who you don't know, who might be present on social media, it meant a lot. Hey, okay. Yeah, look, you got me saying sometimes, I'll be watching the video, I'll be like, hey, friend. Hey, friend. <laughs> I'll be having to do your voice sometimes, too. Your voice is like, I love how you say, like, hey, friend. Yeah, I know yeah. I do that stuff sometimes. You know, yeah. I got a friend that says it, that she said it sometimes, but she's like, "Hey, friend," it be all in the notes, friend. But you know, you, you know, you get me a new way of saying it. The better way, call your friend. Okay, three ends, friend, friend. You gotta get over the end, friend. See, I'm gonna have look. I don't have the accent. Me and you got two different accents. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll you got three ends in there. F R I A N. Friend. You got to get to the end. To the friend. Last end on there. This is friend. Right. right. It's, it's all a friend. You know, like the person how you stand, you got to, you know, you got to get all the way to the end. Because, you know, hey, friend. That's not, it's not enough. It's three ends in there. Hey, friend. I'm going to have to practice on how to say it. <laughs> no, okay. Right, <laughs> so, what is your job? What is the main thing that you want our Verse TV audience to learn about Troy Weeks music today, aka Troy Easy? <laughs> <laughs> I want our uh, audience to know what they already know. You see me 90 weeks, we out here. <laughs> but those of you are just tuning in, who may not know? I am a singer, songwriter, host, MC, podcast, radio, oh. talk show host, YouTuber. Motivational speaker, you know, I do all these amazing things, and you know, I really a hairstylist, a hair, a, a, a stylist, and, and wait, and, I'm gonna get to that in a minute. You talk too much, I'm gonna get to that in a minute. Hold <laughs> on to that. But I, I've done a lot of things in my life, and so because of that, um, I wanted to, you know, be able to make change in the world with everything I do. So I just want to be able to, I, I, as an as a person that has social media, and that means all mm. of you, you have a social media account, you are an influencer. And my main thing in life is I think about every day, how am I influencing people with being an influencer? So, you know, utilize mm-hmm. the platform you have, no matter how big or how small, to make change in the world. Okay, okay, okay. What's next for Troy Weeks music? Mm, let me see. <laughs> What's next? Well, I am cast in a screenplay that I've been rehearsing for that is, um, you know, rehearsing right now. Hopefully we'll shoot it in March, but everything goes well. Um, a play that I was cast in a year and a half ago, it's a gospel play. I was a pastor, pastor in the play. It's going to be actually um, 
in reproduction soon. Um, we're gonna do some readings and stuff for it, and hopefully be back on the stage doing that. Outside of that stuff, I do have a new single, Harlem Salsa, coming out. Like I said earlier, I'm Black and Puerto Rican from Harlem, so I'm combining the Harlem Shake with the Salsa together. We created this whole one-two step, this whole you know dance move down down pack. Got yeah. a uh, promotional video coming out soon, so be ready, looking forward. And when you see Harlem Salsa, get ready to give them Harlem Salsa. Um, G Groove is working on our um, eventually going to start recording our EP. I'm working on recording my solo project finally. Not recording, not recording going down, but um, hopefully 2021, a lot of amazing things. So be on the lookout. Um, please, please be on the lookout. A lot of amazing things. This space is getting to me. Y'all heard my boy go support him. Go look, check out everything he owns because the boy is dope. Okay, not dope <laughs> with the E, but dope. Ah, okay. Anyway, <laughs> let me stop acting crazy. What's the best advice that you have ever received? Best advice I ever received, I love to talk about, is from Denzel Washington on YouTube. I saw a video, and he said this. If you want to be successful, you have two things. Either surround yourself with people who are already successful at doing what it is that you want to do specifically, or surround yourself with people who are just as motivated and inspired and on fire as you to be doing something about what, you know, on their own way. But um, I've always noticed that that does work um, because that's still negative, dry, complacent. I'm trying to figure out energy and don't know where I've been at for the last two years. That kind of energy don't get you nowhere far. But if you got friends in your life like friends, hey, friend, I can put your Instagram. Time to get up. Time to get to it. You know what I'm saying? When that's the, you need that kind of friend in your life, you know, people that someone that's going to motivate you to be great. And so I never forgot that. And I kept that with me. So the best advice I got, friend, be around somebody that could help you do what you're doing already and make you great at it, or somebody that's just as positive, outgoing and on fire as you are. Um, yeah, that's the best, best advice I've ever received. Not, he didn't give it to me per se, to me, but he gave it to us and I took it for me. I like that, I like that. You know why I like that is because you, you usually do that for me where I could be in a funk and you just say some silly stuff and I'll be laughing, I'd be like, that's what's stupid. Like, you know what I mean? I don't be saying stupid, you know what I mean? You know our language, you'd be like, you stupid. Right. Just, you know, just, I'm, a silly. Just... I'm silly. That's how I give it up. I'm gonna be silly, and I'm gonna be honest and true, and that's that. Like I'm gonna give it to you. That's how I give it up. But yeah, I think that like today when you came and you were like, "Wow, like that really, you know, made change for me." You know, you never know. So I'm just gonna be me. You know, it don't cost me the money to be me. It's free. I just gotta wake up every day and just be this handsome guy and be creative and live my life. Right? You know, God's gonna provide if I just don't be lazy and get up out the bed and actually do something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like Bible says, man, don't work, don't eat. So you can't expect the Lord to provide when you're sleeping in the bed till two o'clock every day. So you know, you know, the, the kind of things you got to do. But um, yes, I definitely um, thank you for allowing me to just be myself and be my about it. All right, so look, y'all, we about to get into these verse T questions. All right, so question number one: If you had all the money, power necessary, what would you do? Um, if I had all the money, power, necessary in regards to what the LGBT, like the, the LGBTQ LGBT community, God, how would you, I already how would you change the benefit? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if I had all the money, power, yeah, I, the world necessary, what would I do or change to help benefit the LGBT community? And that would be, um, to be honest, we've gotten a general, after doing these interviews, I feel like this one general consensus answer, I'm going to give that because that's definitely how I feel too. And it's this. A lot of people have said if they had all the money, power necessary in the world to make change in the LGBTQ community, what they would do is build some kind of facility, place, housing community, 
something, you know, where um, uh, homeless LGBTQ can go. Um, even though some of us are blessed enough to be able to have families in our life who are accepting of who we are and, and where we're going in our life, not everybody has that same experience. And I think that's most important True. that during those years of when you come out, whether you're younger or, you know, over 18, but during those years of coming out is very important as a person when you define yourself <laughs> as an LGBTQ person. And I think that having stability, having stability, having a background and being able to you know, grant, plant your feet somewhere would allow you to, you know, be a better you. So I would do something like that too. So that was a general consensus we got. Me doing these interviews over and over again, and I'm going to say the same thing. Yeah. Okay, okay. Look, he already got a down pack, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, now this one gets me tangled up. Ask not where I live or what I like to eat or how I comb my hair, but ask me what I am living for. In detail, ask me what I think is keeping me from living fully for the, the thing I want to live for. This quote comes from Thomas Merton. Okay, so the actual question is, what is the, the, your goal in life? Okay. So my goal in life is to be bigger than Michael Jackson. Um, as far as presence, right? you know, he had a big presence on the world. You know, of course, Michael Jackson didn't host events and didn't do radio and podcasts and all the stuff that I do, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like if I keep doing that, I got to leg up on Michael Jackson. But uh, mm -hmm. but the impact and the presence that he had on the world and how he made impact and change just by being a person, by being an entity, by just doing what he loved, for me, um, that's been my goal in life. My number one goal is to be, you know, be a bigger presence in the world um, than Michael Jackson was. You know, I love Michael Jackson, but, you know, we got to strive to be great. Okay, so what is slowing you from slowing you down from achieving that goal? Okay, so what's been slowing me down from achieving that particular goal is just you know trying to figure out this process. First, it started with you know all the ladder climbing up, and then Corona happened. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Corona came in and just, just turned the world upside down. So you know I'm, I'm just 2021 figuring out how to live Corona in the Corona pandemic time. You know what I'm saying? I, last year was a struggle trying to figure it out, but this year I figured it out. Um, so how to overcome all that is I'm continuing to go with the punches, roll with the punches, and being able to allow myself to, you know, elevate as I elevate in time, elevate mentally, as elevate spiritually, and, and, and emotionally. I'm elevating, balancing where I'm at, and elevating and continue to elevate. Okay, okay, okay. So, now I'm going to dig deep, okay? I'm about to get way down in your shadow, baby. <laughs> what is your deepest tea? Okay, so I was trying to be deeper than what I said earlier, but I was, I was explaining earlier that a lot of people don't actually know that I went to hair school. I went to Empire Beauty School. I graduated in 2007 um, from Empire Beauty School when I started working in salons and, um, you know, working with different, different salons. But I realized that, you know, at that moment, I'm like, wow, that, like, I enjoyed it, like, I, I didn't like the salon. I'm gonna be real. I'm not one of those catty, da, 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 that kind of people. I'm not mm. with all that because I'm gonna slap some outside head. Yeah. So um, mm. I did have clients. I did work from home and I was mobile because I had a car and I was driving my clients. But um, I became a flight attendant. Um, right after I graduated high school, I worked for like a year doing hair and then I became a flight attendant and this you know, got on the plane and it was out. So <laughs> I, I sort of like stopped doing hair and just focused on uh, doing that. 
Um, but a lot of people don't know that I went to hair school. Went to hair, I, I still got all my, my blow dryer, my flat iron, my muscle irons. I still do hair now. I'm just not mm. a professional hairstylist. I still have a love for it. I still enjoy it. Um, so I do still do some weeds, sew-ins and all that. I never learned how to make lace wigs because by that time I got out of it, they had started doing all this wig stuff. But I know how to do sew-ins. I know how to make custom on clip-on hair pieces. I know how to do mm. hair coloring and all that. So a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what is your stumbling blocks have you in well I'm sorry, what stumbling blocks have you encountered on your journey with your work? And how did you overcome that? Um, I guess I'll go with my like my biggest stumbling block. I guess the biggest stumbling block I had was being comfortable in my own skin and being comfortable with who I was as an artist. Because I feel like as an artist and as someone who writes music and influence people is an influencer, how could you sell people who you are if you don't believe who you are. You know what I'm saying? How could you write about these things and it's not? So for me, finding my own sound and, and being able to finally reach to get to soul and be was like, ah, oh, like, you know, for me, and, and how did I overcome that? You know, it was, I trusted myself. I went with how mm -hmm. I feel. And in one moment in the studio, in the moments take a time, you know, I was literally in there listening to music and feeling inspired. And, and then next thing you know, what just came out of me, try it so hard. To survive, it just Come came on. out, and next thing you know, bam! You know, I wrote a whole song, and that's become the anthem for Soul and B. Um, so to overcome it, I realized like some of us aren't meant to fit in boxes. Some of us aren't meant to have ceilings or things that limit us. You know, I just that's a mentality. So I feel like when we realize and know that you know there are no boxes, there are no ceilings. You can do anything you want to do. Sky's the limit. You just got to believe and know that, and trust and believe in the process, and you can make it happen. So ideally, what do you want to be the legacy for your work? When it's all said and done, right? I feel like I'm going to be bigger than Michael Jackson. I want people to walk away knowing that, you know, Troy Weeks music inspired, motivated, you know, something that he did invoked something in me to be better and to be great. And everything and anything that I do I want to be able to be a positive role model for other people to, you know, be great and inspire them to, you know, be the best that they can be. You know, I might not be Beyonce or anybody else in the world right now, but, you know, I, in my heart and in my mind, I'm already a celebrity. The world just don't know you. That's how I feel. Excuse me. So I have to continue elevating. And as I'm elevating and going, you know, balancing my life out and continue to learn that. And I just want people to be like, that was a good man. One thing you know about me is I'm a good man. I got a good heart. And I love, and I love hard. Um, but I want you to be great. If you met me and you met me personally, you know, I want you, you, you felt greatness from me and, and you know I want you to be great. When nobody know anything else, walk away with knowing that day, day. Friend, I want you to be great. Okay, okay, okay. Come on. He, look, he looking for, look, he wants you to be great, y'all. You never want to Let's go. Yo, you, you and you and you and you and you. Hey, um, you, hey, you, hey, hey you. God, I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, you, well, you gotta take it there. Take it there real quick. Take it with, give me five minutes. So, with all that being said, we had a lot of fun, but guess what? Good things come what? to an end. So, where do we find you? Oh, where, no. where can we find you? <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen. You can find me on everything at 
T-R-O-Y, Weeks, W-E-E-K-E-S, music. Just like that, one word, Torres music, no spaces, no dashes, none of that. Um, you can type it in Google, type it in YouTube, type it in Amazon Music, any of those things, you're going to find me. Um, and please be on the lookout because that's some amazing things going on. Like I said, and I posted today, new year, new, new me, new space, new year, new me. Bam! You know, on a different journey, you know, in some greater, in a, in a, in a greater, better way. And so be on the lookout, y'all, at Torres Music. Especially catch me where here, right here on Buzz TV each other week, y'all. Okay, well, 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 y'all. We ain't really came to an end, y'all, and it's time to get the fuck up off this damn camera and all this damn show and all this other extra shit. Okay, but look. <laughs> look. We all love you. Stay masked up. But meanwhile, we are going bye-bye. Deuces. <laughs> Check us out. All the tea versus TV with your boy Troy. Holla. That's right. Where can they find you, Rocky? Just in case they want to be able to well, find you, you too. Y'all, you, know, y'all can find me on Mainstream Gym Chicago. Y'all, y'all can find me on uh, Amazon and Kindle and find all my books. And then y'all can probably <laughs> see the new collaboration that I'm going to speak into the. Is there sense? Come on. All right. You know, it, it may be all three of us one day. You know what I mean? You know, you know, all three of us may join on. You know what I mean? You know, we're going to do I'm some. Just... Say yeah, you know, you got to put some and, and some trio shit in this. Yeah, okay. I had to throw it back on you. You know, being an interviewer, I'm sorry. I'm always just interviewing people, so I had to throw it back on you. I love Thank it. You guys so much. You look, look, look. Thank you, guys. You, you, keep, you keep me like this. I got to stay. I can't stay comfortable. Okay, look. Clear your toes. Let's go. Right here. Ah! Straight now. See, that's my brother. <laughs> there. See that? See that? Let me tell y'all. There's so many times that I be just off my rocker sometimes that I just don't be knowing. But Troy, you know, he always makes sure he got me in the right way because I be, you know, whatever. You're going to but I'm going to bring you back in. I'm going to bring you back in. Yeah, right. Anywho, y'all, this is how we clown. But we love y'all. Stay masked up. COVID is real. Praying for the families out there. You know, keep your heads up. Um, tell people you love them because it, it's you know I me. Mean, you never know when your last goodbyes are nowadays. You know, so and keep God first. Deuces. <laughs>